Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. Today's return guest is comic book writer and really nice guy, Richard Carrington, where I'll be asking him about what comics he's been reading recently. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, where you can read comic news and become part of a community of fellow comic lovers. To find out more, be sure to visit comicscene.org. And on a side note, if you enjoy the show today, please, 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 please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Richard Carrington. How's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. Two sacks. Yeah, all good. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, it's it's been a nice day. Um, been a sunny day, in fact. How's the weather been where you are? I, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. My, the room I'm a teacher, so and the room I teach in has got blinds down. Um, oh no! So because my my two options are blinds up and looking out over some skips or blinds down, and <laughs> you know, pretending that there's a better view out there. So yeah, I, I don't. I literally don't see out of my classroom all day. Man um, alive. Yeah, and there's bars on the window, so uh yeah, it's uh proper and and literally almost like a prison. <laughs> Full on mate. And funnily enough, that's we'll 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 get into that a bit later and why why there's a connection there. Um but uh yeah, um for, for those that haven't come across you just yet, Rich, what do you do in the world of comics? Uh, I, I, a, a writer, um, and I, uh, publish comics under Hardline Comics is, is my sort of brand. Uh, and we do, uh, Mahoney's is sort of our flagship title. Uh, and I do that with Brian Dawson and we published Limits just over the summer, which was a one-off with, um, Lee Gaston. And we just launched the long game today with artist Samir Samau. I think I'm saying his last name correctly, but yeah, yeah. And then we've got we've got lots planned for next year as well. We've got uh, we've got loads of books coming up, but yeah, predominantly a writer. Excellent. Um, and uh, yeah, I've I've enjoyed many of your comics, and um, with this latest one with the with the long game. Um, You've you've tried something a little bit different on Kickstarter, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I think um, <laughs> I, I hasten to say because it, it sounds really virtue signally, and it's 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 really not. But um, yeah, I've just sort of made it free to read. Um, just given the state of the world today, and and everyone's going through it, and you know the the, the cost of living is just it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. And it just sort of felt a little bit, um, I don't know if crass is the right word, not crass, but it just, it didn't feel right to sort of say, um, I've made a book and you, you, you're coming at it unseen and it's a one-off, so there's nothing to go on. Um, but he, he give me your money and, you know, pledged to read a book site unseen. So I thought, you know what, it's, mm. it's not the right time really to be, to be doing that. So I thought, you know what? I, I believe in the book. I, I'm happy with the quality of the book. So yeah, I'll let it speak for itself. So yeah, it, it's, it's free to read. And if you don't want to back it, 
no harm done. Thanks for looking. Hope you enjoyed the free comic. And if you do want it enough to sort of get a physical copy and all the rewards that come with it, then, uh, you know, all good. But, you know, you know yourself, Kickstarter can be a really, really stressful thing. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of that stress comes down to the finances and, and you know, will it make its goal? And mm. um, it sort of takes the fun out of it, really, because it's a stressful month and you constantly think, oh, Christ, we've got to, you know, yeah. we've got to reach a certain amount of money. But <laughs> when that's taken off the table... Which, which it is with this current Kickstarter, because I've set the goal super, super low. Um, it's, you know, I, I've paid for the production from my own pocket and, you know, it makes what it makes and it sells what it sells and, it, you know, people can just sort of try before they buy, you know. That's awesome, man. Really cool. Um, well, you've you've blasted through your, <clears throat> through your, uh, your goal already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, like over 300% so congratulations nice one but uh, as as this um episode episode airs um there'll only be about 10 days left so um folks go check out um Richard Carrington's the long game on kickstarter links are in the show notes but um feel free just to search the long game on kickstarter and it'll come right up um and uh, yeah, no, just well done for for, for taking this uh, this strategy um, and giving people a free uh, comic, which is absolutely fantastic. I've, I've I have read it myself, um, oh, and uh, it's it's brilliant. I mean, it's, uh, I must say, it's, it's not, really it's cool. Thank no, you, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We should we should say that up front. In fact, you're quite right. <laughs> yeah, because there's. A lot of violence and a lot of swearing, and that's not really, yeah. you know, with Mahoney's and things. It, it, they're very sort of PG rated, yeah. and but this, this is, you know, setting a super a prison for supervillains, and just sort of lends itself to being a bit more um, eighteen rated, shall we say? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, Samir does some great art. Oh my um, god, does he? I think it's He's really fun. Me. It's really fun. Yeah, thanks, mate. That means a lot, actually. Um, yeah, it's it's a sort of done in one. It's not a series. It's sort of got a beginning, yeah. middle, and end. But yeah, as you say, his artwork is yeah is dynamic, really, action packed, yeah. really cool. And I don't think it's it's too much to say it's industry standard. You yeah, know, well, totally coming out. Absolutely, sort of, he's up there. Oh, a hundred percent, totally. I believe he's he's had a um a comic with Scouts, hasn't he? And um, with Scout Comics, I think. I think, uh, yeah, he's quite there. prolific. Yeah, yeah, and he's 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 an absolute workhorse. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, S word show. Um, <laughs> yes, just, uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, is uh, is the one that he has with Scout. Um, yeah, but I've, I've seen this stuff for years and always wanted to work with him. And um, yeah. you, you know, Mahoney's with with Brian's style. Brian suits Mahoney's absolutely spot on it you know it's his book yeah. as much as mine and you know that mm. sort of more cartoony style but i think to me is you know it's more gritty um mm. it, it suits this book a lot more but you know when he turns the pages in they just they're just draw dropping yeah it's not really what you're cool. seeing it's, it's sort of as i say it's really industry standard he's like he's got a greg capullo vibe going on and mm. yeah Totally. Um, now, before we get into kind of the creative process 
behind the long game. I wanted to check in with you because last time that you were on the show, um, we we left you in an artificially intelligent robot takeover apocalypse. So the question is, how has life been treating you? <laughs> well, my, my my survival tactic last time was just to just to lean into it. And and I wasn't interested in survival so much as just utterly giving myself over to my to my robotic overlords. Um, so I'm quite. I've been since since last time. I've been quite happily serving my um, metallic masters, and and they look after me well enough. And um, obviously, I've got no freedom, and you know, but they they treat me well. You know, I keep them <laughs> nice. up in oil and. Um, <laughs> whatever whatever robots would eat sort of you know nuts and bolts but uh, yeah i've just sort of i'm not interested in going on the run or or trying to survive i've just lent into it and let them yeah. take over the world as long as you know I'm, I'm happy as long as they keep alive. you alive as long as they keep me alive just happy to serve just happy to still be alive and uh you know I'm not saying I didn't sell out humanity. I'm not saying I did, but you know, I'm, I'm still alive. So that's 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 the main thing. Hundred percent, mate. Oh, that's good to hear. Good to hear. You can always put put a smile on a um, on a bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, going back to to the long game. Um, let's start off with where where did the idea come from? Um, it literally came out of nowhere. Um. And it, it wasn't something, you know, you know, yourself ideas can percolate over, over months, years. And, you know, there's always something in the back of your mind and you think one day I'll get to that. And it, mm-hmm. it literally came out of nowhere. And I wrote the whole thing in four days. And I, th- I think it was during lockdown, convinced wow. it was during lockdown. Um, and yeah, from start to finish, from, from sort of concept to thinking, oh, that'd be a good idea. It just came, you know, when you hear sort of a, a, a the musicians say, "Oh, that song just arrived fully formed in my head." It was, it was absolutely yeah. like that. And the whole sort of beginning, middle, and end just just came. I thought, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense that he would do that." And then this, and then mm. there's the little twist at the end. Um, and then I thumbnailed it out in a day, and I wrote the full thirty-two page script in two days. And it was, it was like, it was like somebody else had written it. Really, it's you know. You, after the four days, and thought, Jesus, I've got a fully finished script here. Man possessed. And then I read over and thought, that's really good. It's like, who wrote that? I was like, shit, that's, you know, that's my handwriting. <laughs> so, yeah, it just, it just came out of nowhere, really. But as I say, it's not, it's not really what I do. My, my books tend to be a bit, um, a bit lighter, and I go, I go down the comedy route more than anything. But I've certainly never done anything as dark and as brutal and as, as sort of twisted as this. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it genuinely sort of, what do they say? The muse kissed you or, or whatever it is, but yeah, it just yeah, arrived yeah. fully formed and it just spilled out. It was like, it was the most effortless thing. Fantastic. Well done. Um, and so um, you were talking about that, you know, you've, you followed Samir a bit um, before, um, but how did, how did that collaboration come about? Well, it's, it's, uh, uh, there's that Facebook group, um, that just connect. I think it's called connecting uh, comic artists and writers, and you know, predominantly it's it's sort of ninety five percent writers looking for artists rather than the other way around. But yeah, as I've done in the past, and this is how I found Brian on um, Mahoney's years ago was um, mm. just put a casting call out, um, 
and he he sort of tipped his hat in the ring, and I was waiting for him to to do it. Actually, I was hoping he would because I'd seen his his work on other stuff, and you know some sample pages, and I thought he's just perfect fit. Uh, and sure enough, he's just sort of said, "I'm up for consideration." I just bit his hand off straight away. Um, <laughs> Because, again, his style, as you said, it's so dynamic. It's so sort of, um, I know it's a stupid thing to say, but his style's so comic booky, like true, yes, like proper comic book art. And it's it's not yeah. generic. You, you know, you put the post out and yeah. I'd say a good 80% of artists out there are sort of interchangeable. Their style is very sort of mm. uh, vanilla. Uh, it's very sort of, you know, yeah. it's... it's it's passable, but there's no sort of pizzazz to it, you know. Um, but Samir is so recognisable. It's so sort of, you can just tell it's yeah. him straight off, straight away. And uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and the, the, the other bonus is he's just a nice guy. It's just a really sort of, oh, that's great. you know, nice working relationship. And he's just he's super cool, super professional. And I think, to be honest, between Brian and, and Lee on Limits and now Samir, I think I'm just really lucky to find super nice super talented artist who, who just do a really good job in making me look good <laughs> fantastic well it's 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 all teamwork isn't it because um, yeah. I, I i find so i was i was at we were talking before i was at thought bubble um just the the previous weekend um and uh yeah i i've because i was i was mostly selling milford green my Victorian Space Adventure series yeah. with Michael Michael Hankinen is the artist. I and mean, I keep on finding myself saying I'm just the writer. Um, and it's yeah, like, well, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like half the team. I mean, you know, there's, yeah. like, there's yeah, no, there's no art without amazing. the story. There's no, there's no comic book without the art. Like it's all yeah. kind of, you know, you all work together and yeah. Um, we shouldn't discredit ourselves as, as, as writers. <laughs> Things, no, you know, you've done a stand up job here, me, mate. So I'm, I'm such a bugger for, for doing myself down, but uh, <laughs> I think, I think, I, I think I've got to a stage where I would say with, some confidence and not arrogance, hopefully not arrogance. I think, mm. I think I'm a good writer. I, you know, yeah. it's taken years to, for me to get to the point where I look back and think, do you know what? You know, my books are good. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I yeah. genuinely think they are now. And I wouldn't have said that yeah. maybe two years ago. But yeah, that, that idea is that just the writers, you know. But mm. these artists, is it, who, who would you, who's your dream um, get? Who, who, which artist would you, would you most want to work with? Uh, probably Charlie Adlard. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, I think that'd be. I mean, that'd just be magic to 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 work with Charlie Adlard um, on something. And, something uh, horror or not? Yeah, potentially, potentially. Um, although I know, I know he's you know trying to push himself out of out of just arch- being an archetype. Um, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, just I mean, it'd be great to work with him on anything. Really. Yeah. I mean, he so I managed to get him to design when we did the um, the oversized hardback edition for Milford Green. Yeah. Um, he he designed uh, an oversized bookmark. For oh, us, nice! Yeah, which was awesome. He's, he's just a really nice guy, isn't he? Really, he is. He's a really down to earth guy. Yeah. yeah, really nice. Um, and. Uh, yeah, so that'd be my my dream get. How about yourself? 
Good question, and I think I think the list is endless. I think up there, Alan Davis and Mark Farmer, they're mm. like the, the you know Lennon and McCartney of comics, I reckon. Sure. Um, Ed McGuinness would be nice. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of my artistic heroes, unfortunately, we've lost over the last few years. I'd say, you know, yeah, we're getting to that time, aren't we? Which is unfortunate. I mean, the last couple of weeks hasn't been great. We've lost a lot of people. No, but no, I think my no. artistic dreams would be like um, Steve Dillon and um, yeah. Carlos Ezquerra and that kind of thing. But living and breathing, Joe Madre would be good. Yeah. You, know, you can you can live in dreams, can't you? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Reach for the stars, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so with a, a small press, a uh, small press. Sorry, Chris Imber, Christ, yeah, Volcani. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, they they really are some some really good um, artists. That, that that are kind of yeah, just doing indie and in small press um, still. Yeah, um, but like I say, although, year, you know, totally. They, you know, you could just see them at the big two. Yeah, you, you know, no question. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and uh, yeah, I do, I do kind of feel like I don't know comics is is definitely going through a bit of an evolution at the moment because there are so many talented people out there. Yeah, and it's just about trying to increase the the market because there's so there are so many good, great creators both writers and artists and mm-hmm. you know artist writers as well yeah. um and uh yeah i think comics are really gonna you know take off in some form soon like as as more of a more of a medium that people actually read um, yeah i think yeah and i think maybe th- th- we could be heading perhaps for a superhero fatigue yeah, and maybe there will come a point sure. where people see that comics aren't just a genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, it's a medium. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the a lot of the comics lately that there seems to be sort of a a generic house style to a lot of the art. It's all a little bit interchangeable, mm-hmm. and it's all a little mm-hmm. bit sort of I don't know. There's no sort of like Liefelds and McFarlands and the you know that that sort of instantly recognisable mm. artists that you might love or there might be Marmite, but I think a lot of the mm. stuff coming out of the big two now is just a little bit um, yeah, un- unimpressive, shall we say? It's just a little bit bland mm. almost. Yeah, a bit uninspired. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, I think maybe we, we are going to go through a second, a second revolution, um, image being the first revolution, comics yeah. revolution, and <laughs> maybe there's going to be like there's there's a you know the the water is starting to bubble, and uh, yeah, definitely there would be like a second comics revolution yeah. coming where so where where something different is really going to happen, yeah. you know, because obviously that that was such a landmark moment where you know just a load of artists and creators just jump ship from both DC and Marvel, yeah, and then just set up yeah. image. Um, something, something like a yeah. you know, sort of, you know, just taking risks and things, and pushing yeah. the boats out a little bit, and just challenging, yeah. challenging the medium, which might be the most wanky thing I'll say all year. But, <laughs> uh, you know, challenging the medium. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. One hundred percent. I agree. Um, that'd be fantastic. Uh, now, talk, talking of kind of, you know, how comics are at the moment. What have you been reading recently? 
Well, if I'm honest, very little that's not over thirty years old. Uh, I've gone, I've gone down right. a real sort of um, nostalgia trip. I do still read a lot of what comes out currently. I'm just, you just, I feel like I'm just doing it out of habit. You don't want to break your runs. Right. You, you just mm-hmm. do it because you've read that, like Amazing Spider-Man, for example. You still get it because it's, you know, you've been getting it since you were fourteen years old, but you know. Mm-hmm. John Romita's back on the book. John Romita Jr. Like, oh God, what you know? He's, he'd be on the Mount Rushmore of comics, but I, I I can't put my finger on whether it's comics, modern comics, or if it's me. Uh, and I just feel like there's just nothing grabbing me. You know, I'm, I'm going through the motions, and you read and you put it down. You think, yeah, you know, it wasn't a bad comic, but it just wasn't great. Yeah. So I, I think I've just been been dipping into the past, really, in, into old old runs. From you know when I was in my teens and twenties and that kind of thing, just to get a little bit of almost to remind yourself what it was like to to love comics again. I feel I don't know it's just there's not much out there really. My yeah. big worry is as well. I think if you were fifteen now, if you were trying to discover comics, and I know we've got the whole you know, where are you getting them from? Because the news agents don't stock them and WH Smiths have got mm. limited, you know, there's only a few really. Um, but like, I don't know, I think if you were to read like X-Men, are you reading X-Men at the minute? No, no, no. I mean, it, I can appreciate it. They're really well written and they're, they're taking right. risks and everything's, you know, it's, but I, I think it would just be inaccessible if you're coming at it from a 14-year-old, 15-year-old. It's like, not only do you, have you got sort of 50, 60 years of history to, to not be familiar with, but that's fine. That's always been the case that you can just pick it up on whatever issue. I think they're so sort of, I don't know, so sort of verbal and so um, heavy that mm. I just, I think, you know, when we're trying to compete with video games and, and the yeah. internet, and, you know, I don't run the risk of, of sounding like a, a sort of grumpy old man, but, you know, comics, you, you've got to try and grab the attention. And mm-hmm. I think if I was 14, 15, I walked into a comic shop now, I don't know if there'd be anything on the shelves that would just think, yeah, that's 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 light and easy and I can just pick it up and, you know, it's yeah. wowed me. And I think mm-hmm. kids now, they're going for the films and, and all that stuff, but not not for the comics. And it should mm-hmm. translate. You you would think the, 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 um, the cinema goers would translate to readers, but I don't know. I just think they're inaccessible. Now, I enjoy them as a 45-year-old guy who's been reading X-Men since he was five. Hmm. I enjoy the comics. I'm not saying they're bad comics. They're not. I just feel, I just feel like they're, they're sort of... They're not, missing a trick. And they're not, they're not appealing to new readers. Yeah, 100%. And, it, it, you know, yeah. I don't, I'm not saying the bloody comics are dying. I don't, I don't think they are, but... Um, no. I don't know, maybe the days of the million sellers are behind us. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no. Certainly for the time being. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. That's not going to be happening anytime soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it will be just, you know, the case of, like, tens of thousands. Maybe, like, you know, some comics in America will hit over six figures. Yeah. Um, and, of, of course, like, the man- manga does absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. In Japan, they they are in the millions, I think. Yeah, and then the distribution, um, but that's just the culture. A whole different conversation, yeah. isn't it? Distribution models, but yeah. um, 
Yeah. I think if you were putting putting a, just a random comic in 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 a young readers hands they'd just be like right it's just, i don't get it i don't know what's going on where's the yeah on where's the action it's just a little bit sort yeah. of i don't know a bit mm. heavy like i say i enjoy them i'm not saying i enjoy i don't enjoy them i do it you know no it's just like if you put your you yourself back in your your 15 year old shoes it's like would i be into that mm. like, yeah. yeah um yeah it's funny so it's, it's certainly a different world from uh, from from like the 80s and 90s yeah, yeah um certainly you know it's uh yeah quite quite different and you know we we have to kind of evolve with it as well don't we as creators yeah a little bit um yeah. you just you just, play into that. you just worry about the, you worry about the next generation always mate always yeah. um yeah no i'm i i, I genuinely do <laughs> just because you know there's so much you know, competing for their interests, and yeah. I mean, I, I I really do safeguard my my children from overdoing it on technology. Yeah, because um, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel as though you know when I was growing up, you know, we we had consoles, yes, but it was a Sega Mega Drive. Yeah, and that was that would only go so far. Um, yeah. And then I'd be like, right, I want to go play football, go on a bike ride, or whatever. You yeah. Know? Um, like- and these days, because because you know the games are so immersive, yeah, and so realistic, you know, kids do just stay on it yeah. for ages. Yeah. You know, and we're in that sort of twenty four seven culture. Like when we were kids, it was yeah. two hours of kids TV, some from sort yeah. of half three to half five, and that was you done. Yeah, but now, that's you know, it. Kids, my my two daughters are on Netflix at half seven and half eight, and they get yeah. up and the first thing they think to do is go on iPlayer and just watch something. You know, it's like Jesus Christ, give yourself a break. Yeah, then, <laughs> get you know, outside. This is this is the world they're growing into, and it's not our world. Yeah. You know, no. it's sort of, as you say, it's a fine line between I think with my old fashioned head that you're doing too much and and thinking yeah. well, it's just the way of the world. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's di- it's difficult to, to to know where where that line is before before you get into an argument. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like, yeah, oh, I, I hate you. I made a Nintendo Lite for they bought one for Christmas last year with two games. It bloody cost a fortune. Every time we go just in the door, and they think, bloody hell, all that money. You oh. think, come on, can you get addicted to video games? Right? I know I haven't spent wasted my money. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, going going back to your recent reads, what's uh, what's the the first one that you've really been getting into? Well, I've got a, a, to be honest, a lot of my um, a lot of my old stuff is is back in my mum and dad's attic back home. But I have got mm-hmm. a shoebox full of my old uh, Amazing Spider Man's from the nineties. So we're going from the McFarlane run into the, um, which which was my era. I just caught the tail end of McFarlane going into Eric Larson. Um, so I've been rereading all the Eric Larson issues. Mm. Christ, they held up. But this, yeah. is, this is what I was talking about five minutes ago. They're just fun. They're just really sort of engaging, sort of villain of the month, bright, poppy, 
fun comics, you know, and his art was, what was I saying 10 minutes ago about the art being generic now? Eric Larson, you can tell that's Eric Larson. You can tell that's Todd McFarlane. Mm. People slag Liefeld off and, you know, his, his anatomy's all over the place. But Christ, he was a he was a dynamic artist. So, yeah, I've just been reading those old Amazing Spider-Mans with David Michelini, I think his, his name is, the writer. Yes. But yeah, yeah. yeah that, that sort of two issues with The Punisher and a couple of issues with Venom, and then it goes into this... Um, Sinister Six, six-part story, which I remember getting over the summer. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's definitely a bit of nostalgia there. It just takes you back to when you were fizzing going into a newsagent in Chester. And, and mm-hmm. you know, there was this newsagent in um, Watergate Street in Chester, and you had to go down a few steps. And they had spinner racks at the back of the news the, the, the newsagents. And, you know, that that's magic. When you're 14, 15, it's absolute sort of, the feelings it gives you just walking in and, and spinning this rack and just pick it off. Oh, Jesus. And again, I think it's just, you, you get long in the tooth, don't you? you get a bit older and that magic's not there anymore. So it's definitely yeah. a nostalgia trip going, going back in time, but just holding those, I mean, the print quality on the paper is shocking really by oh, today's yeah. standards. And you, you, you didn't realize it at the time, but no, no. you know, the colors are pretty pretty grim, pretty murky and, and what have you. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're really beloved comics. They're, they're cer- certainly well read. That's fantastic. Have you have you thought about leaving them out on the uh, dining room table <laughs> or something? Like that? Maybe your daughters will pick them up. <laughs> I, I, love, I love my daughters to be so I'd, I'd, I'd break their fingers if they went near them. Oh, there they, you go. Yeah, yeah. Is, they'll just the, bend the, them. They'll tear them. them and, um, yeah. I went through a period of thinking, oh, I, will I try and get them into comics or will I let them discover it for themselves? As soon as I saw them pick a comic up and bend it over back and, and bend the page, I thought, I'm not going anywhere near mine. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, well they're well hidden. Fair play, mate. Fair yeah. play. Um, and then uh, apart from Amazing Spider-Man, what, what else have you been, uh, been reading up? Well, I bought, and I think it's one of my favourite comics of all time, but I bought the... Um, uh, Secret Wars, I, I mean, I've already got it, but I bought the original Jim Shooter Secret Wars just cool. because it had a lot of the filler material from the old UK reprints, which is what I, which is what I was buying at the time. So it had that secret artist uh, stuff in the back, and um, again, it's just total nostalgia. But that... yeah. I think if somebody, I think I might have mentioned it last time, Secret Wars, that original 12-issue series, mm-hmm. I think it gets a bit of bad press. I'm still not sure why, but people like, it's not looked back on too fondly. I think people thought it was like a cash mm-hmm. in the toys and, you know, whatever. But it's just simple, dynamic, exciting, done in one story. And everybody gets such a sort of shining moment in it. you got... Spider-Man just wiping the floor with the whole team of X-Men. He just sort of batters them in like two or three pages. And <laughs> I always remember as a kid, Thor saying, they, they, try, they, they, they go on that sort of beyond his planet and they're trying to figure out who's going to be the leader. And Thor says, um, I'm a god, but I would follow Captain America into hell. And I, was, I remember being like nine years old and thinking, Jesus, man, that's that's Thor. And he's saying awesome. he would follow. You know, but there's so many like awesome moments in it that I, I 
you know, Mike Zek's art is just phenomenal. And, and you know, it's just, it was my sort of gateway. I'd, I'd read Marvel comics up until then. I started when I was five and I think I got Secret Wars when I was about nine or 10. But um, yeah, that gateway into all those characters and the different dynamics between them. And as I say, it's just, I, I don't know why it's not more beloved, but um, yeah, it does it for me every time. So I think this That's might awesome. be the third copy that I've bought, but... Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, you love what you love, don't you? That's it, mate. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just great to go back to that sort of thing and relive um, relive live your younger years and all that. So yeah. That's awesome to have that on hand. It's, it's the comics equivalent to going to... Uh, a nice out in reflex, isn't it? And dancing to all the eighties tunes. It's sort of <laughs> just, just takes you back. Yeah, right. Oh, you like, you, like covers, you remember where you were when you bought that comic with that cover. And like music, like like a certain album or whatever, just takes you straight back and you think, I know where I was when I bought that. I know exactly what I was doing. Yeah, proper yeah. nostalgia. Nice man, nice. And uh, and what else have you been? Uh, nostalgering on well this you know it's, it's a it's a nostalgic rabbit hole but i've i've been rereading the original uncanny x-men the sort of lee cool. kirby issues because again they were they were a huge influence on me um because i i started reading you know the the sort of marvel uk weeklies when i was five and six so i got X-Men 1, which reprinted Uncanny X-Men 1, the sort of Lee and Kirby first issue. So I was like six years old and reading the uh, original run of X-Men as if it was new, as if it was coming out then, you know. So I I didn't know any difference. To me, it was a new comic. Um, But they're, they're they're such great comics. They're such sort of... Again, it's that villain of the month. You know, it's Magneto and Vanisher and then the Blob. I mean, the Blob. Mm-hmm. There's a bit. There's a bit. I was reading it last night, and the Iceman covers Blob's foot in this big block of ice, and the Blob just wiggles his big toe and smashes <laughs> smashes his block of ice to bits. And you're like, that's so cheesy, sort of sixties Silver Age stuff. But it's just, it's just wonderful stuff. And obviously, it's Lee and Kirby. So you can't, you can't really go wrong. But they're just fun. They're just fun comics, and and you know. As with everything I've been reading the last month or so, it is a proper trip down memory lane. But as I say, man, good good comics are good comics. Hundred percent, man. Hundred um, percent. And yeah, maybe you'll have to try and pick up a used copy from somewhere and uh, and 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 leave it around the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe the girls will pick it up. Again, I'd just go mad at them. I'd go mad at them if they if they ever went near them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, a lot of a lot a lot of the old school, a lot of the old school stuff, and you know, just sort of. As I say, I think I'm so um, not out of love because I do still read the, the the new stuff weekly. You know, you still you still got your pull list, but mm. it's just sort of it feels like um, just a reflex, just a, just a motion. Like this is just what you do. You get your new comics every week, and. It, it, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just have it. And it, it, nothing's really, like, exciting me that's coming out now. I'm trying to think of recent ones. I enjoyed Seven to Eternity. That was good. 
Mm. Um, I've recently started reading Hellblazer again from the start. I'm still on the Jamie Delano early issues, and they're really good. Um, yeah, but in terms of current comics, I don't know. I'd, I'd love for somebody to tell me, oh, you should be checking this series out. You should be looking at that. And I don't yeah. know, nothing's grabbing me, man. And is it like a, anything outside of, you know, superheroes? Is it? Is there anything at all that's grabbing you outside well, I, of that? I'm open. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a superhero fanboy from, yeah. you know, from, from day one, really. But no, I'll read anything. I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I'm up for anything. But I, I sort of lose sight of series. I was reading Birthright, and then I, I sort of stopped reading that for for whatever reason. And yeah, because what that must be up in the like fifties now. Yeah, I think it? it's over about fifty issues. It's, still going, it's amazing. It? It's amazing that they've kept that going. Yeah, um, I remember reading the first issue, and it got me. As yeah, no, I, I I read it. I think for about the first twenty. Yes. Yeah. Same Somewhere. here. Actually. Yeah. yeah. And that's. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's really cool. Yeah. Maybe I should revisit. Yeah, same here. Um, I started reading Once and Future. Ah, and... there you go. It stopped last year. Sorry. Um, yeah, so they start. They got up to issue fifty, and oh, they okay. stopped. They stopped last June. Well, now that I know it's a finite thing, I probably will revisit then. Um, yeah. Yeah, I sort of. I, I always do a biannual read of Punisher Max. Nice. I do a biannual read of Invincible. You know, I've got the three compendiums, yes. and that's, yeah. I mean, that that's a good example of sort of fairly recent comics capturing that that fun and that magic. That's you know, I'd recommend Invincible to anyone. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's that's almost like a yeah a, a great starter. And it's it's um, like a universally accepted gold standard of you know yeah. this is how you do modern superheroes isn't it totally um yeah. but again the small press i want to dig into the small press a bit more and uh yeah man you know see what's out there because yeah. people like us we're taking risk with the stories and we haven't got the, the sort of pressures and um there's some just interesting concepts out there as you know if you, you just walk the hall of any comic con and people are putting out some you know some really interesting engaging stuff and maybe it lacks the polish of you know a, a more mainstream comic either in the art or the writing or both but mm. that lack of polish is sort of part of the charm isn't it you know you've got some yeah. really sort of pushing the boat out a little bit and did uh, you manage to walk around the walk around nottingham at all i did or, yeah, yeah but more of a social thing it was chatting with yeah. yourself and Dayan and, and yeah. tony and adam and people rather than Shopping, shall we say? But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I did come away and thought, shit, I haven't actually bought anything. Yeah. Um, which which I, I did feel bad about, but uh, yeah, the busy days, I know. Yeah, they are. They are, and obviously, yeah, you're there to try and spread spread the word about your own comics and things, yeah. and it's difficult. It's, it was quite good with Thought Bubble actually because it is two days. Yeah. Um, and even in the morning on the Sunday, for instance, you could walk around before all of the punters are in. Yeah. So you can actually kind of, you know, so people are getting their tables ready, but you can actually just go around and look at all the books without the crowds. Yeah. Um, nice. Which is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll always make a point of periodically checking in on um, the comic house app and just 
just seeing what's interesting on there and just sort of yeah. reading a few sort of small press books on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, time get now, now with the kids and work and everything, it's sort yeah. of, Christ, if I can keep my eyes open past nine o'clock, I'm happy. I'm <laughs> Tell me about it, mate. <laughs> Absolutely mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, my son's teething at the moment, so... Yeah, it's uh, that fun. is yeah, that is always fun. I'm ho- I'm hoping <laughs> that yeah, he'll he'll be through it by the weekend, and then yeah. I can get some half decent sleep. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But between Nottingham and Thought Bubble, you're probably uh, you owed a bit of daddy juicy. Yo, oh, yeah, you bet, mate. You yeah. bet. I've 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 been a bit cheeky there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah i i'm i'm yeah really trying to keep it to like you know two or three cons a year for me yeah. um yeah. so, they're, so they're, i'm not taking the mick with the wife no but the field's <laughs> thin in there isn't it with the cons you know the, the yeah. few i don't know whether it's covid or, or just general cost but um yeah. like like shane with ice which, mm-hmm. which in birmingham was always a local con for me and yeah i always loved i've had some great times at ice but you know that's fallen by the wayside and yeah, it's 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 a shame. Really. The, the 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 big MCM ones now. Fuck me, don't get me started on them. <laughs> I mean, absolutely nuts. I think I was saying to you, don't you? Like I did, I did the MCM one a couple of a couple of years ago. My table to the left of me was fucking build a bear workshop. What? I'm a kind of build a bear workshop, and they were doing great business. And you want to you want to grab people and say, just go oh, to the high streets if you want to build a bit. Yes. Just go to the high streets. But, yeah, you know. come on. You know, yeah. <laughs> sounded like a miserable old get monster. <laughs> oh, it's all right, mate. That's what we're here for, aren't we? Yeah, uh, here, here to support each other through uh, through yeah. through the uh, it's, tough it's times. It point, is. Man, shouting in the wind, just sort <laughs> of just not happy with the, the state of the the entire comics industry. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure man um i'll tell you what I'll, I'll give you a recommendation go on check out so it's called broken gargoyles you ever broken come across gargoyles. that it's by source point press okay um and it's ba- it's kind of like a it's based after world war one and you what happened in World War One with like the um you know the gas attacks and stuff like that like it really yeah. messed up people's faces and things mm-hmm. um and then like on their return, they ended up putting you know like ceramic um ceramic masks yeah and things over like their cheeks and stuff yeah. like that to like cover up the scars and um even like you know it would open up their cheeks and stuff, and so they mm. put this ceramic stuff over them and say so they were called broken gargoyles. Okay. Those injured soldiers. It's a terrible name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's very evocative. Um, and so yeah, it's 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 that, but it's kind of like a a bit of an alternative history type okay. thing where it's uh, it's kind of diesel punk esque. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed it at least. I'm writing that down as we so, speak. Yeah. Broken guard. I'll give it a go. Yeah. I'm up for anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, as if being called a gargoyle is not bad enough. You, you're, yeah, you're, you're a broken, <laughs> you're a broken one. Um, yeah, you recommended a book to me last time, and I'd found it oh, yeah. um, about a guy who'd lost his son, I think. Um, and it was really sort of emotional, sort of. I can't yeah. think what the book Razor was Lee Lightning. Razor yeah, Lee Lightning. yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Christ. Yeah. That, yeah. That was that was brutal. Yeah, was brutal. brutal. Yeah. yeah. Broken gargoyles. Okay, I should look into that. Excellent. Ask, ask Santa for that. <laughs> you bet. You no. bet. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's something I could recommend back, something recent, but I, yeah, that'd be great. I'm genuinely struggling. Yeah. yeah. Did you read Seven to Eternity? The Rick no. Remender. Give that a go. I think it's only something like oh, 17 cool. issues. Um, but that was really sort oh. of, you know, heavy world building and a mm. bit fantasy, a bit steampunky as well, I think. I think you'd cool. enjoy that. And Wish I just it. released a big sort of collection of that. Yeah, Seven to Eternity. I enjoyed that. Nice. I'll tell you, I'll tell you somebody who does, you've got to respect the guy, is Mark Miller. Yeah, and, sure. You know, you could argue that every one of his comics is is sort of like a, a, a pitch to Hollywood, but yeah. th- there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. You know, no. you, you look at his catalog. Still means it's going to be a good story. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, the guy can write. The guy can obviously write. But yes. like His, you know, there's this ideas machine, and he's he's messing with different genres, and he's doing a bit of everything. And God knows, he he, he hoovers up like the best artist, doesn't he? And yeah, you know he's sort of a he's a bit of a safe bet. And Miller, Miller, you, yeah. you, you're going to like some books more than others, but he's a risk taker and he's he's sort of he's doing the do. You got to you got to respect the guy for that. Oh yeah, no, Taylor, he's a he's a hard grafter. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Mark Miller, and yeah, absolutely respect that. And uh, yeah, no, I've I've totally enjoyed his his books. Um, didn't he recently um bring out what was the series that he um, got back into was it Kickass that he? Uh, I, th- I don't know if he brought them. Into, was there was some Kickass series. There was a Hit Girl series. Yeah, um, wasn't there? I think yeah. he did do Kickass, but it was with a woman. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he sort of track a little bit, but Prodigy I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, Magic Order, the first series was really good. I'm not sure that the, the series after that have been as good, but the first one was really, really excellent. Um, yeah, you sort of. Oh no! Didn't he do like a yeah Jupiter's Legacy? Jupiter's thing. Legacy, yeah. It sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the TV show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did, but I thought that he came out with like a new series of Jupiter's Legacy. Or am I making that up? No, there's been a few. Yeah, um, yeah. there's been. There's but been yeah, there. I mean, yeah, the TV show was was is okay. Yeah. Um, I think there, there there are a couple of good bits in there. I guess the the issue is is that it was kind of it was literally competing with the boys, yeah. And they've really gone all in on the boys, yeah. Um, and it's it's yeah. hard to knock that as a TV show, isn't it? Isn't it? And a comic yeah. actually. That's a good. You know, anything Ennis does is great. Do you know, I I, I do a, a, a comic called The Guys, and we're actually me and oh, my yes, homies. Yeah. We we. Bringing volume two out next year, we're sort of just literally put the script on that this week. Um, cool. So there'll be a brand new issue one of volume two because I drew the first six issues of the guys. I wrote and drew it, and you know I always joke I wrote it well and drew it badly. But it, it, it was originally going to be called the boys, and I'd written it and the boys, and then I remember reading on fucking bleeding cool or, or whatever website. Oh, Garth Ennis's new book is called the boys. I was like, you bastard! <laughs> Classic. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a change. It's the guys. <laughs> Parallel thought, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, see, the, the, it, I don't know if it's, it, as, as you say, you know, you're busy with work and then you've got kids and 
time yeah. is is limited, but there's so much content, isn't there, between the, the the TV shows and the films and comics. It's sort of it's it's the best time. Yeah. And I think if I was still living at my mum and dad's at sixteen, you know, you'd be having the time of your life, wouldn't you? But yeah, it's just get a bit overwhelmed, and uh, sure, you, you feel like oh, I've missed out, and I haven't I haven't watched that Lord of the Rings series, and you think oh, I can't be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Is it not? Is it not that good? Ah, it's fine. It's fine. It's just it's not. It's not mind blowing. I'll be. You know what? I'll be really interested to see what they do with uh, with the second series. Yeah. Um. There are some pretty pretty bad um, pacing issues I felt with it, and yeah. a couple of issues with the characters and stuff. Where it's like it's a bit inconsistent yeah. sometimes. I think I saw Lenny Henry on a poster. I was like, oh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah, it's well funny. Um, Fucking but, Albert uh, Wilkins as a hobbit. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure about that. Crazy. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was um, it was all right. It was all right. If I gave, like, I'd give, you know, the, the films, like, nine out of ten. Yeah, like, in my personal opinion, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. there's obviously like you know there's adaptation issues there um, that people will never forgive. Not not giving Tom Bombadil air <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that, but whatever. Um, I'd I'd give the series like a seven, right? You okay. know, it's like it's fine. <laughs> life life's too short to be Don't giving twenty yeah. hours of your life over to a series that's a seven, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're not missing out, really. Yeah, I wish somebody would make a fortune if they'd just do a little bootleg hour and a half. We've condensed all the best bits. So we've saved you, like, yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. in 20 hours of a season. We <laughs> just condensed it. We cut out, we trimmed the fat. That would be wicked. Yeah, got it down to an hour. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be brilliant? <laughs> Oh, fantastic! Great. Um, well, Richard, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure catching up. Um, you too, my pleasure as always. And uh, yeah, chewing chewing the fat. I think we literally chewed the fat there a bit, didn't we? It's just it's just <laughs> nice to talk comic. I know from the last half an hour, it seems like I don't actually like comics and pop culture, but I, I just <laughs> love it. You know, it's, yeah, just, it's just nice to talk. It's because we want it to thrive. We yeah, want it yeah. to thrive, it's, right? It's frustrating when it's when it's not. Yeah. You know, oh, you can be better than this. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I hear you. Yeah. For sure, man. Um, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, you know, you're 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 creating great comics, and um, I'm trying my best. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I think the UK does have a, quite a thriving indie scene going on, and I think oh, yeah, out, out out of all of the you know things that people are creating, there's there's going to be some magical stuff coming up, you know, um, in the in the upcoming years. I yeah. think, and, and as I said, you know, it's quite possible that there'll be some sort of second comics revolution. Yeah, um, well, I believe at I, some I, point. somebody told me it was called the Content Wars. That all the streaming yes. services now are are just like they're just trying to hoover up any yeah. IP and they're looking to comics and manga and just anything yeah. and everything. So yeah, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it means there's more out there, but it means you know it's harder to find really good stuff. But 
yeah. certainly the, 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 they're throwing money at everything, aren't they? So, oh yeah, the audience yeah, wins. Let's just say that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you just got to be kind of. You do have to be quite guarded with your choices, don't you? As you say, like you know, you don't want to have to give twenty hours to <laughs> to a series and be like, oh, yeah. that was that was okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the comic series. You always give. It, I'll always give it the first three, and if yes. if you haven't got me by three, then uh, yeah, know. that's it. It's not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, uh, excellent uh, well just a quick reminder everybody uh, go check out the long game on kickstarter you can totally read it for free um and, then... and you don't have to buy it be nice yeah if you exactly did. You don't yeah, have to. precisely um so if you do enjoy it make sure that you you support rich um and samir with their with their fantastic work um it's uh you've, you've done a great job there mate and uh best of luck much. to you Thank for the rest you. of the campaign yeah cheers mate Thanks, dude. Take it easy. See you later. Ta-ra. Bye. Thanks again to Richard for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use. As not any will let me know that you liked it. But I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. Thanks to the algorithm and all that jazz. Uh, if you'd like to check out Richard's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes along with all our own links to various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news. Oh dear, it's late in the day. And other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future, I'll see you next time. Bye for now.